Amen. Somebody say, Lord of host. Lord of host. That's who we are going to pray to. Join me for a word of prayer. Lord of hosts, we bless your great name. On this Vision Sunday, will you help us to see you, know you, hear you, feel you as the warrior, as the protector that you are, that we may follow in your footsteps, fighting the fight of faith in your name, to your glory and the benefit and well-being of others. We praise you in advance for the fire you will release today for us to walk in greater victory as never before. Somebody shout amen. Amen. In the Old Testament, you see this title, this description given for your God, for our God, Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts. Eventually, there are going to be some notes for you. So if you feel like this is a lot of information and I want every single thing, not only will you have the audio version, but a printed version will be available for you. So don't stress yourself out if you miss anything that we're sharing right now, okay? Lord of hosts is another way of saying Lord of armies. Lord of hosts is another way of saying Lord of armies. Lord of hosts shows up in your Bible at least 250 times. That a people are knowing, relating, understanding God as the Lord of hosts, the Lord of angel armies. Exodus 15.3 says about your God that the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Try that. The Lord Lord is a warrior. warrior. The Lord Lord is his name. name. Lord uh, uh, Sabal means armies, God of angel armies. If you have been around and seen different translations, you've seen Lord Almighty. These Titles, epithets, descriptions are all used to convey the heart of God as warrior, as protector, as defender. This is a part of God that we need to see, that we need to embrace more today. We need to know the one who fights till we're found who leaves the 99, who chases us down, who says anything or anyone that gets in the way of my plans and purposes for your life, I will take them down. I will work through others to take them down. Somebody say, 
the Lord is a warrior. In James 5, 4, just so you see this written out, Behold the pay of the laborers who mowed your fields, and which has been withheld by you, cries out against you. And the outcry of those who did the harvesting has reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Sabaoth, host of angel armies. In Revelation 19, 11 through 16, the Prince of Peace that we love to talk about is the one who is making war. The Prince of Peace is making war. Okay. Let's read it together. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. As the Lord woos you into this part of his heart, into this part of his nature and his character, receive his invitation. The things that we have been passive about, irresponsible with, need to be dealt with by this part of God's hard character and nature. Are you with me? Yes. Not only are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit described this way, but so are those who are, somebody say, in Christ. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. I'm going to read it out of the TPT this morning. Overcome every form of evil as a victorious, what? 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 Of Jesus, the anointed one. For every who? Called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. Mm. Mm, okay. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses three through five, also from the TPT. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Amen. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God. Oh, I got a witness in there. And break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Isn't that so good? We insist, oh, no, 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 cancer, we insist. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Divorce. We insist. Health crisis. No, we insist. You're going to bow your knee. Hmm. Okay. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication for me, declares the Lord. There's so many. Psalm 144, verse 1. There is only one strong, safe, and secure place for me. It's in God alone who gives me strength for the battle. Ooh, I hope you're receiving. I'm releasing the word so you can receive what you need to get. Ah, there's a battle I'm fighting and I need strength. There's a battle I'm fighting and I am hopeless. There's a battle I'm fighting and I'm discouraged. There's a battle I'm fighting and I don't think I'm going to win. There's a battle I'm fighting and I have a, a pessimistic outlook on it. Oh, receive the Lord's strength today. Hopelessness is not your portion. That don't belong to you. In the Amplified, that same verse reads, Blessed be the Lord, my rock and my great strength, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He's training us. He's training you right now. He's training me right now. We're training together. Somebody say we're training. training. Old school day we say we're training for reigning. (laughs) Ruling and reigning with the Lord. So I shared those scriptures to help emphasize one of the ways I believe we need to clearly see the Lord of hosts. And that. And the way that we need to see ourselves in partnering with the Lord of hosts. We need to know this one, our great protector and warrior, and become more like him. In this way and in this hour where we live, work, learn, and play. The Lord of hosts partners with people and through people in the natural and spiritual like he did with Gideon in the book of Judges chapter 6 and 7. The Lord does The same with the Bridge Church in 2024. Amen. So for those of you who don't know, on this Vision Sunday, I wanted to just give you a little backstory. Gideon's 300 soldier army inspired our prayer and discipleship initiative called Bridge 300. Gideon's 300 and Bridge 300. Somebody say Gideon's 300. 300. And Bridge 300. Just in short, God instructed a man named Gideon to build an army of soldiers. This army of soldiers led by Gideon would defeat enemies that were attacking God's plans, purposes, and people. The enemies numbered more than 130,000. Gideon's God-ordained army numbered 300. The results because of God were 300 was greater than 130,000 because God had raised an army. Amen? Amen. Somebody say, if God is in it. it. There you go. 
And if you're not familiar with this story, you can always check it out in Judges chapter 6 and 7. Small numbers don't mean small people. Or that there's a small God. Or that there is small thinking. It takes all shapes and sizes in God's kingdom doing their part with God. What matters most is obeying a big God who leads us to do big and good things. When we mention Bridge 300, know that it's inspired by God's instruction to get in in the book of Judges. Now, in this short time already, we've looked at one of God's names, the Lord of Hosts. We've looked at one of the ways the Lord of Hosts sees us as his warriors and soldiers, fighters of the faith, contenders for heaven's highest and best. We've gotten some backstory on how God fights his battles through Gideon's 300 and the Bridge 300 as our prayer and discipleship initiative. Now I want to take that 300 number and share how we can be working and continuing to work and praying and believing towards more good works in 2024 based on the principle of the tithe. Are you with me? Okay. Somebody say principle of the tithe. Okay. What is a tithe? 10%. So a tithe of 300 would be what? Mm-hmm. A tithe of 300 would be what? That's right. A tithe of 300 would be what? Okay. This is really important. Very important. Because... This will help give direction and clarity, help us know how we're moving as we are walking the path towards certain objectives for the rest of this year and for a long time. Are you with me? So we base these numbers on the principle of the tithe, and a tithe of 300 is what? 30. So I'm about to share a list of 30 things. We would like to see more of in 2024. It's by no means an exhaustive list. It's only a list of 30 good things that I hope and pray. I believe that as you hear those things, you're, you will catch more vision. You'll see even more. Oh, this is why God has me here. You also get a picture of how many enemies will be defeated as we destroy the works of the evil one. So I'm calling this list as a shorthand 30 for 30, 30 for 30. My hope is that when you hear that term 30 for 30, that light will go off. Oh, somebody's snapping with me. Okay, yeah, I love it. Come on, you with me, you with me. So 30 is based on the principle of the tithe, and sure, it's a metric, but it's a signpost of growth and attention and celebration for, somebody say, people. That are the so loved of John 3.16. God loves people. He gave a whole book of his Bible called Numbers. Dedicated just to people. And a lot of times what happens is because we don't like numbers. We struggle in vision. We waste precious time. Sometimes we don't like looking at the numbers. I don't want to get on that scale this morning. 
I don't want to go through three months of my bank history. I don't want to look at these credit card expenses. I don't want to look. You guys get the point. So some people are avoidant to numbers. That's a spirit of fear. Somebody say, leave me. You're afraid to look at the numbers. You're afraid to step into what God has for you. Amen. So we will see these 30s and signs and encouragements to us to keep our faces set like flint and to remain strategic before the Lord. Are you ready for this 30 for 30 list? Not exhaustive, but it'll give you a good idea. What if we saw at least these 30 things to the glory of God at the bridge by this time next year? A.K.A. 30 for 30. What if we saw at least 30 new people starting relationships with Jesus Christ to the glory of God? That'd be a big jump from 2023. What if we saw at least 30 water baptisms to the glory of God? Mm, mm, mm. What if we saw at least 30 original bridge worship songs written and sung to the glory of God? What if we saw at least 30 people praying at 9.45 a.m. every Sunday morning prayer huddle to the glory of God? you guys know we had more than that this morning? But that consistent, it, it, it set off. What if we saw at least 30 men in every men's huddle to the glory of God? What about 30 women in every women's huddle? At least at least 30 kids singing in a choir to the glory of God. At least 30 youth singing in a choir to the glory of God. At least 30 adults singing in a choir to the glory of God. What if we saw at least 30 more committing to professional Christian counseling to the glory of God? What if we saw at least 30 more unusual and radical miracles to the glory of God? What if we saw at least 30 more marriage engagements to the glory of God? You like that one, Jazz? You like Jasmine really like that one. Do it, Lord. At least 30 more godly marriages started to the glory of God. You guys are going to like this one. And please don't put Pastor Me and I in this one. At least 30 more babies. To the glory of God. What if we saw at least 30 more recovered marriages. Kept from divorce. To the glory of God. What if we saw at least... 30 more professionals excelling in the arts and entertainment industry 
to the glory of God. What if we saw at least 30 more professionals excelling in the area of business and nonprofits to the glory of God? What if we saw at least 30 more professionals excelling in the area of science and medicine to the glory of God? What about at least 30 more professionals excelling in local, national, government to the glory of God? At least 30 more people start businesses, launch new products and services to the glory of God. At least 30 more professionals excelling in the education arena to the glory of God. Amen. At least 30 more households move into home ownership to the glory of God. At least 30 more households get out of debt to the glory of God. Amen. At least 30 more people. Stay free from addictions, walking in freedom to the glory of God. At least 30 more hours of collective community service in this neighborhood. At least 30 people dropping 30 pounds to the glory of God. At least 30 people inviting 30 people to experience the saving, healing, and deliverance of Jesus on Sunday mornings to the glory of God. At least 30 people stepping up to serve to the glory of God. At least 30 people leading small groups where they live, work, learn, and play to the glory of God. And just one more. At least 30 people getting new degrees and certifications to the glory of God. Can you see it? Easy for the Lord, all right. So that was a that was a big list, but it gives you an idea of how to pray and remain intentional. And when I say about prayer, we're, we're not the kind of church that prays and, and does nothing. I don't know what that is. Prayer leads to action. Amen? Our God is Jehovah Jireh. He's the provider for all God-given vision. There is provision. He sees and makes supply for every need we'll ever have or face. We're going to cover this a lot next week. And just so you know, to hit our 300 household goal, we only need about 200 new households for this bridge army. So it's not many. Now I'm going to drill this Vision Sunday message down to what we've been talking about since the year started. And it answers the question, well, how do we do our part in bringing these things about? Somebody say discipleship. Discipleship. 
Matthew 28, 18 through 20 reads as follows. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. As we've covered from the top of this year, you are to have people follow you as you follow Christ. Look at your name and say, follow me as I follow Christ. Try it out. Look at your other one. Look at your other name and tell them, follow me as I follow Christ. This is how God does his thing. This is how God covers the earth with his glory and knowledge of him. He said, you go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. Somebody say, follow me me. as I follow Christ. Is David Labor here? I don't know if he's here this morning. Somebody say, follow me. Follow me. As I follow Christ. Christ. You might have never said that before, so you kind of got to get used to it. It's shocking to the senses to be so biblical. Like, ooh, wait. You want me to do what that Bible say? What? You want me to tell people to follow me? Yeah, that's right. This is what Jesus' plan is. This is one of the things he backs and endorses. This is his uh, plan A. The world is always seeking to make disciples. The world is always seeking to indoctrinate people. And he says, if my people don't do their part, then people are going to think the wrong things about what a male and a female is. They're going to think the wrong thing about kids and wrong thing about family and wrong thing. Come on, somebody. I I hear you, Juice. Somebody say, I'm authorized authorized. to make disciples. It's easy. We can go home now. (laughs) If you believe from your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess it with your mouth, you are a Jesus follower. Your next step is discipleship. That's just simply the next step. People say, oh, I do believe that God did raise Jesus from the dead. I believe that I confess that with my mouth. Yeah, they need a Bible. They got to start reading the Bible. Yeah, they need to find a, a good support church where Jesus is exalted. His ways are followed. You know the other thing they need? Discipling. I've served in lots of places. Folks be in a Sunday morning. 
and, and these, these are larger churches right now I'm referencing. Be, be at a church on Sunday morning. Place faith in Christ. Uh, they go into church. You know, they're serving. And, and then you, you know, get with them. And you say, can you tell me the gospel? They were like, Can't, can't tell you the gospel. Can't tell you the gospel? I believe in Jesus. Yay. I go to church. Okay, good. And I, and I serve. And I go to the social events. Oh, such and such invited me to their birthday. Oh, this person invited me to this. I'm social and I'm involved in the church. You set them down and say, hey, tell me what the gospel is. I cannot tell you. How many of those meetings I've had? And you can tell because there's no power. It's like you, you're nice, you're good, you're cool, we like you. But where's the power? What's the gospel? And I'm like, and, and, and I'm, I'm not being rude, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And they're leaders in churches. You're a leader of the church, and you, you can't tell nobody the gospel. And so then, you know, you tell them the gospel, and you disciple them, because that's what they're missing. They don't know what to say. What good are they really going to do when it comes to waging the good fight of faith? This is not about churchianity. This is about the expansion of God's kingdom. You ain't got no word? What, what, what are we doing? How you, how you be in the church that long, that big with all those resources, and you can't tell the gospel? Oh, yeah, you ain't been discipled. You've been told what time to show up to serve. You've been told what these standards are for serving. You've been told X, Y, and Z, but you don't have a basic knowledge of the grace of Jesus Christ. In what world is that acceptable? But that's more normal than Jesus comes and tells his folks, post-resurrection, okay, I don't die, been buried, risen again. Here we are in Matthew 28. And I want to just tell y'all one more time, go make disciples. Because that world is going to be making disciples of people and they're going to be confused about all kinds of things they're not supposed to be confused about. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I've come that they would have life. And those things that the world would teach would have people in bondage, have them snared, have them all bound up. Y'all going to make disciples. I'm going to tell you one more time. Somebody say, make disciples. Somebody say, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. You got to get that in your spirit. This is how the kingdom of God is advanced. You imagine. May that never be here. May that never be here. The places where you go next, may, may that never be found or mentioned at where, you, where you're serving or where you go. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone, y'all, because y'all get it and you feel it, but that's the, that's the true. Another one. So we do discipleship tools every every year. We, we've done them always. We, we've got so many tools. Tools are cool, but tools are to be used. And if you use a tool, then you really see how cool the tool is. If you don't use a tool, then he's like, oh, teach about this tool. But I ain't used it. <laughs> I ain't applied it, whatever. But one of the things that used to freak me out about being in a church was, um, Lord, I can't disciple all those people. I can teach and pastor, lead, all that kind of stuff. But I can't disciple Every one of them. And I would be afraid. Real talk. Afraid. Because I know that everybody is supposed to be growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. And I've been so grateful for our church loving people and being willing to disciple others. But for a while, I'd be afraid. I was like, oh my gosh. If people don't step up to the plate... We're never going to do what God has called us to do. People have to step up to the plate of discipleship. That is the biggest need. I would would tell you, in any church in in the Western world, yeah, you need help with uh, coffee and greeters and all that kind of thing. That's good. good. Those are gifts. We need that. Any gift you have, put it, let's figure out how to put it to use. But the biggest need? It's discipleship. That's the biggest thing. It's like, oh, would you be willing to get with such and such and go through the lessons? Oh, sure, of course, yeah. It's like, okay, great, praise God. That real church. The biggest need. Is money the biggest need? No. Discipleship is the biggest need. Because if people are disciples, then they're going to know how to handle generosity. They're going to know how to handle sexuality. They're going to know how to handle how you do your marriage, how you do your business. If they're disciples, but if they're not disciples, they don't know better. They can't do better. I'm talking good. So you, you go tell everybody you know the biggest need of the church is discipleship. Disciple them people, then those things will be there what needs to be there. How many of you brought your purple books today? I brought mine. I got my purple book. I got a digital copy. I got a paper copy. Here's what I want you to do with this book. 
Here's what I want you to do with this book, this purple book. This is just another tool. It's just another guidebook. It's something to make you feel real, real comfy. So if you meet with somebody and you say, uh, let's get together and go through some of the tenets of the faith or let's, you know, if you want to help them grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, you want to help them get more word on the inside of them. You don't have to do as much guesswork. You can just get the little book and let's go through lesson one. We can sit there and do it together or you can do it on your own. I can do it on my own. We can meet up on Zoom. We can meet up on FaceTime. We can meet up at Starbucks. You can come over to the house. Let's go over to the bridge. We can sit out in the park. Whatever we want to do. It'll just remove some of the stress off of, off of some things. Just make, it, just, make, just make it more easy. More easy. That's that bad grammar to make that good point. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to do a lesson a day every day for you and Jesus. You can add it to what you're already doing. Or you can just do this. Um, you have folks in whatever stage and age you're in, that's great. People have devotional books. Devotional books are great. Um, but if you can't, like, articulate the gospel, if you don't know, like, basic like Christian stuff, put that devotional down. <laughs> I'm telling you, put it down because you, 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 you go and stand with these other people and, and what, what, what you're really going to, how are you going to add value? Devotional book is good between you and God. Awesome. Strengthens you to go out. But if you don't have basic information, What you gonna do? You just gonna be like, well, you can come to my church and you can talk to my pastor and you can talk to. Okay, well, my pastor's busy. Let me talk to. Okay, oh, where's AJ? Well, where's who is this person? Y'all know how y'all do. <laughs> so just do a lesson every day, and it'll knock some cobwebs off for some of you. Some of you, this is it's nothing. It's it's all straight ahead. But what it's gonna help you do is dig in the word. Get you in the word, and that word's going to get in you. And they're little short lessons, but it's very direct because it's just Bible. It's not all the fluffy. The fluff getting away. It really gets in the way. You'd be like, well, I, I, I think by now my faith should be stronger. Well, you ain't feasting on the word. You think one Sunday message is going to sustain you? No. You got to get that bread. You got to get that bread. So do a lesson a day, every day for you and Jesus. Set out 30 minutes. You can start from there, 30, wink, wink, 30. You can start from there, whatever. <laughs> disciple one now. What I want you to do is I want you to disciple one now. Invite someone else to start a lesson a day with you. Two, where you live, work, learn, or play. And meet up with them about it. Buy them a book or have them buy the book. But just go through it. Pray and go through a lesson with them. Go through as many lessons as what God would give you grace to go through it with them. It's pretty long in a way. It's a short book, so it could take a long time. Who cares how long it takes? I don't care about that. I care that the people are getting the word and that you are walking in what Jesus said. Go make disciples. And I care that you're equipped in it. Oh, I got another tool I can use. Then sometimes you'll be in it. I don't want to give you too much. So this right here 
Get your purple book. You go through it for yourself. Dust the cobwebs off. Although that word of God is so, man, I don't know if it's a dust off of the cobweb at all. Because the word is, you see so much in it every time you go to it. It's, a, it's living and active. So, but you understand what I'm saying. If you have an attitude that's like, oh, I already know this stuff. Okay, well, it's good. I'm glad you already know it. Now it's time for you to help someone else. Amen. And this book will help you. So go out there and help some people since you know so much. <laughs> since you know so much. You get on out there. I'm going to expect you to have 12 disciples. 30. 30. You will have 30 of them. We need God's help for all of this. Everything he tells us to do, he gives us grace to do. Period. Everything. He never leaves us abandoned or stranded. So we can just commit ourselves to him. Are you excited about God's vision for his church in 2024? Amen. Let me get a response. Somebody come and give me a response too. A response. So we just heard all these awesome things. Here comes Matt Fretchel. And then you have a response. You know, we're in a conversation and I've said a whole bunch of things to you. And then I'm like, okay, you got something to say. I don't know if you guys get a newsletter, but um, they told us that Vision Sunday was coming. Amen. So I was thinking about that oh. in, this, in this verse. Uh, this is Proverbs 29, yes. 18. Yes. Says that, this is the message version. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. All over. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So I just feel like um, now that we know, yeah. 30 for 30. I think um, just the knowledge of that and the vision of it, I think we're individually going to see ourselves as blessed. Amen. So biblical, I love it. Well, so good. Oh, come on. Come on, Ryan Fretch, y'all. Come on, eternal. <laughs> um, I, I just really resonated with you talking about how um, if we don't step into our place, that someone else will. And I just saw, uh, I don't know if I read it in like a New York Times thing, or, but there's this man who's discipling inmates okay. uh, from an atheist perspective. So he is like how to approach death without God. And I just thought, oh my gosh. What he's he's discipling these people because we're not doing our jobs. So I love that we have like something super practical. Super practical. This purple book like it's it's not like we we don't have an excuse anymore to say like, "Oh, I don't know what to do." Um because this is life and death stuff here. And so now this inmate or whomever else 
this man is discipling is now approaching death without God. So I was just thinking about that. That's really a bummer. (laughs) But I'm so grateful that we have this super practical way to engage and step into the place that we're supposed to be. Um, Yeah, and so it's not so scary for us to do that. So this is great. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you, and thank you all. Those guys last year, was that last year or year before last when we did our Discovery Bible study? 22. 22. Yeah, Matt and Ryan led that. and There's another discipleship tool that you can use. You can use to disciple folks, and it's awesome. Um, I thought I saw, oh, okay. I thought I saw somebody. I was like, what's going on? Um, I think one thing, and maybe we can pray into this, that God would add to this church. And we always say where we live, work, and play. So let's just take a moment and say, Lord, give me three people you want me to consistently pray for privately. Give me three people that you want me to be ready for to give a word of encouragement. Give me three people, meaning the same three, uh, to be available to pray for them when, they're, when they have need, where I live, work, and play. So let's just close our eyes. I just felt like it's a good way to say, God, the church is going out the door. So, Father, we come before you right now. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would show us what you see and feel about us being vessels that add, vessels that go out the door, vessels that reach out. We thank you that out of prayer and worship, there's a, there's a reaching out. So we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would highlight some names even now. So let's just take a moment, even like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and just say, Lord, highlight some key people where I live, work, and play. you get one or two or three, say, Holy Spirit, show me where you want me to partner with you, to love well, to be available, to show your power, to show your love, to even intercede. Just with every head bowed, every eye closed, just begin to raise your hand if you get at least one person a name or a face in your mind. I've got one, my neighbor. Okay, others, just continue to wait. Holy Spirit, show me where I go for high school, my class, where I play sports, even in my family. Let's say they can't come to the church, but you want me to be more deliberate, more intentional about private prayer and then being available to release power and love. So, Father, we just come come before you. And, and I just want you to stand to your feet if this is you. God, use me this year to see the Holy Spirit's power being released. Where I see broken bodies get healed. And I see discouraged hearts being lifted up. So, if that's you, just... just Open your hands. Some of you work in academia, and there may be fellow students. There may be professors you're under. 
Yeah, Father, we just pray that you would give me a word of encouragement in a, in a, at the right moment. You, you would make me a messenger of hope. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to pray for the sick. Yeah, Father, we pray that you would help us to invite others into getting resources, into coming into this church, perhaps. Maybe they don't have a spiritual family. So, Father, we pray, release your Holy Spirit power through my life. I want to add to the family of God this year. And, Father, I just wanted to pray also for us in this way. Father, help me to love well. There's people in this room, I feel like God's going to highlight somebody who's difficult to love, somebody who's unlovable, somebody who's, we've all been like this. Maybe we're in this state now. There's, maybe there's parts to our own life that are like this. But God is saying, I'm going to give you greater capacity when you spend time with me to love well. So, Father, we pray for a heart of intercession. So just stand up or raise your hand if you're like, you know what? Pastor Dennis shared a lot. I just need to get a heart for it. I don't even know if I, I can wrap my mind or my spiritual heart around vision. So, Lord, give me heart. Give me compassion. Father, I pray you would touch Bernie right now, Lord, that you would cause this man to be a light and a voice on that squad. We, we just pray, Lord, let him be a light and a voice. Yeah, Father, we just pray for a spirit of intercession. That means Holy Spirit-empowered prayer. That's all that means. That we want to intercede. We want to agree with what you want to do. We want to intercede. We want to be in agreement, Lord, on behalf of others to see power released. Yeah, so help us to get uh, that Holy Spirit power to pray. Yeah, to be prayer warriors in this group, God. We say yes to 2024 that we're coming off the sidelines into partnership. From spectating to side-by-side partnership. We want to be an equally yoked bride. We want to be equally yoked with Jesus, even as a group here. So, Father, we just pray you would strengthen us with might to walk with you this year. That you'd release more power more love for your own glory in Jesus name Jesus name amen amen yeah thank God for that so we will be continuing the conversation like you know till we're dead you know and I believe in you. I believe in you. A hundred percent. Everything the Lord has asked us to do, I believe that not only we can, but that you can do your part. I can do my part. And God gets the most glory that way. And so, you know, I've just been voting for you. Everybody talking about who they going to vote for. I said, I vote for the Bridge Church. That's what I vote for. I vote for my people. I know them. They're good. <laughs> they, they deliver. And so with that, I want to invite you to grab hands with somebody. Grab hands across this aisle here as we have this moment.
Sure. Yeah. Jasmine's going to come real quick and share a testimony real quick. You can feel free to let go of hands for a second so that it's not just awkward, you know, you know, whatever. It'll be quick. It'll be fast. Really, really fast. Um, so I've been struggling to memorize scripture. So the last year, I just, I would read the same Bible verse like over like maybe 20, 30 times. And it wasn't like sticking in my heart. And I was like, Lord, I think like trauma or whatever things had gone on with my brain. Like I was having a hard time remembering. And yesterday I was on the phone with PD and he like flippantly said, because he was, I was like, I don't know why I just can't remember it. Like I'm reading it over and over. It's just not staying. He's like, it's okay. It'll happen. Or like, yeah, it, wasn't it was just like, okay, it wasn't flippant. It was the Holy Spirit. We're speaking yeah, life. yeah, yeah. We're speaking like, but he said it so like confidently, just like, it'll happen. And after we got off the phone, <laughs> after we got off the phone I was like reading the bible and like literally like four scriptures like they just like downloaded and I read them like three times and I was like reciting them over and over and the holy spirit was like in my room it was wild so I just wanted to pray if anybody struggles to remember scripture or if you have any like mental disabilities or anything like that where you're worried about reading the bible or anything like that I just want to pray for you really quick Lord, I just thank you for what you did for me and the way that I've overcome and the way that my brain is starting to function and the connections are being made again. And so, Lord, I just thank you for everyone in this room that desires to know the truth. God, that desires to know your word, that's burning with passion to memorize the truth. God, that it would bubble up inside of them. God, I just thank you that you're healing brains and minds right now that they would know you. This is eternal life, that we would know you, that we would know your word, that it would be hidden in our hearts. Would you write it on the tablet of our hearts? God, I just pray that over every person in this room that has a desire, that hungers and thirsts for righteousness, would you fill them, God, with your word? As we seek you first, would you fill us in the name and the mighty power of Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, we, we are definitely one step closer to the church, I see. 